Welcome to Awaken with Victoria Bond. I am your host, Victoria. I'm a spiritual empowerment coach, a psychic medium, and a business mentor. In this podcast, you will be able to dive in to everything from conscious parenting, human design, psychic development, and business. I interview some of the top leaders in this field. So if you're a facilitator, a mother, or you're going through an awakening process, this is the podcast to listen to. You can find all the information to every show in the show notes and dive deeper into any area that you are choosing. I can't wait to connect with you. I'll see you inside. Welcome to today's episode of Awaken with Victoria Bond. We are in a new year, we are in a new moon of Aquarius, and we are now releasing the old and planting the seeds for this coming year. Along with that comes literally weeding out the garden, right? And getting rid of the attachments, the patterns, the cycles, the addictions that we have been holding on to that we have not yet been able to release. Now, this can be anything. This can be little habits or massive big patterns. And we have been called at this beginning of this year. And if you are listening to this at any time in any year, then you're probably listening to this because maybe this is a part of you and where you're at in your own season. Okay. So I just want to share a little bit about how I've experienced this and then the ripple effect of change that that has created. So I got this gut feeling and it was really a couple of days before New Year's Eve. And this feeling was like, you don't want to drink anymore. You don't drink anymore. Drinking alcohol is not for you. And I found this a very interesting voice, if you will, a very interesting intuitive hit because I have not had any issues or addictions to alcohol for a very long time. I have probably been drunk twice since I've had my children and they are nine and seven and I very rarely have more than two or three drinks and that is like a lot for me, right? So I would say that my alcohol consumption is handled but I've still got this deep feeling, give up alcohol. And I was like, is this my ego, you know, jumping on the no drinking bandwagon? You know, uh, uh, am I making this a drama? Like maybe I need to get rid of drama, not alcohol. Like why should we say no to something when we have total choice of what we're choosing? But it was a really deep, 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 I want to say a deep attachment. And this goes all the way back to when I did have issues with alcohol. A lot of the experiences that I have witnessed or situations I've been in that have not been pleasant that have been around alcohol. Everything that I've ever regretted in my life has had alcohol attached to it. This is not alcohol's fault. This is always the consumer's fault and choice, of course. But even when it comes to my upbringing, even when it comes to my own father's upbringing, there was these alcohol 
these alcohol-induced situations that have been sitting there. And these have come through the generations. And I'm the one who got the alcoholic gene, if there is such a thing. My siblings don't seem to have any issues or addictions or any cravings. But even when I'm not drinking, I'm still like, oh my goodness, I wish I could have a drink. I can feel like I want to drink if I'm feeling sad or overly happy to celebrate or to commiserate or to end my day. And although I haven't been drinking for essentially years, I've been social drinking very rarely, but I'm like, hang on, I'm still addicted. I'm still addicted to what alcohol has given me, what it has taken from me and the power that it's had over me. So what if I just literally nipped it in the bud and I said, I don't do that anymore. That is something that I do not do. I have tried to go six months, three months, a year without alcohol. And the first time I was doing this, um, and this was only a few years ago, I was like, I'm going three months alcohol-free. It was the hardest thing I ever did. I don't think I made it. I've done trying to give up certain things so many times, and I have failed because my attachment to that thing was so deep and so layered and so like beyond just me, but like ingrained into my DNA with these patterns and these these different kind of uh, links. These these it's like the molecules have been tainted with addictions from others that have come down into my gene pool. That I have made that more significant than my own freedom. So this year I'm going for the energy of freedom and that means to give up the addictions to anything. So am I addicted to alcohol? Although I haven't drank much in the last few years, I believe that this alcoholic gene and the temptation and the thought and the knowing the carrot in front of me dangling that I can't have a bottle of wine in my house for more than a week before I have to have a drink and tell myself it's okay, don't be so silly, everyone does this. I think that there is a sign that this is an addiction. Although to the rest of the world, it looks normal to have a couple of drinks. To me, it's not. To me, I come from a line of alcoholics. To me, I have used alcohol to literally zone out of my entire life where I used to drink two bottles at once and wake up going, oh fuck, did I imagine that or did I do those things, right? And I say no more, no more to the addictions and the patterns that I've been carrying. I deserve more than that. My my, my parents, my siblings, my children, my husband, everybody deserves more than that. I deserve more. So we could be addicted to sugar, right? We could be addicted to drama or gossip or whatever. And addictions aren't necessarily bad. We are human beings and we really like patterns and we really like certainty. So if, you, if, you're, if you're addicted to Coronation Street, right, it's probably like good for you. <laughs> um, Coronation Street once was a coping mechanism for me um, when, in the times that I couldn't drink. But, you know, smoking and things like alcohol that um, are not actually good for your human body, 
right? Especially if, if you're over abusing them. So I'm not saying that you can't do these things in moderation, but when we're not listening to our body and we're doing these things to literally bypass our feelings and to hold them down to, you know, just shove them out of the way, then we may want to look at some of the patterns that we're playing it playing out in our life. And a lot of the time, these patterns have come up from childhood. And this is what I wanted to share with you today. As I announced to the world on social media that I am no longer going to drink, 2023 is completely dry. And I want to say the rest of my life, but I can't. I just don't do that anymore. I just don't drink alcohol anymore. It is just not something I do. You know, this is the energy I'm bringing forward to this. When I announced this on Facebook, the amount of people that messaged me, they private messaged me and they commented on my post. And I mean, there was so much engagement. It blew my mind. Everyone was saying, me too. I feel the same way. I'm thinking about giving it up, but I'm too scared. And a lot of these people, they weren't boozy, you know, binge drinkers. They are mums. They are like citizens who are functioning in normal lives that don't drink every day. But there was a fear underneath giving up this, this addiction, if you will. It was a fear of giving up the substance. It's a fear of giving up this thing that they have socially accepted for. And that is the judgment of others. One of my clients said to me, I don't know why, because I barely drink and my husband doesn't drink because he's really active and exercise and all these things. And he, you know, it's just not good for his body. So he just doesn't do it. She said, but I'm so petrified to announce that I'm I'm going to be a non-drinker. I'm so scared that I'm going to be judged. And I was like, that is the thing. It's not about the alcohol. It is about the conditioning. It's about the system that we've been programmed into. Think what is normal, what is acceptable. And is not drinking at a party acceptable? Are people going to say, oh my God, you're being so dramatic. And, you know, this is an experience that I had to deal with and I'm still dealing with it now because it's actually not, <laughs> it's not been that long since I put that post out, since I made this decision. And I went to my husband and I said, I know I've said this to you before, but I think I need to nip alcohol on the head. I think I just need to go, no, it's, I don't do that. And Luke said to me, yeah, I know you've said this a lot before and I support you by not drinking. So here my husband is, when I've said to him like probably a dozen times, at least a serious conversation in the last 22 years, like every two years, I'm like, I'm not going to drink anymore. I need to give it up. I need to give it up. It's this deep knowing. And he literally gave up alcohol and does not drink because he wants to support me and not drinking and here I am drinking <laughs> so it's kind of ironic really when and he says to me I'm not here to tell you what to do but I show my support by what I'm doing for you by not drinking because I don't particularly think it's amazing for me and I want to be the best version of me and this is how I'm going to do it but it all came from wanting to support me so I had to talk to him and I said I know this doesn't seem like a big deal I know I only have a couple of drinks here or there but I just feel like it really affects me. And what we came to the conclusion of was it does affect me. When I had a hair test from a naturopath, it was like, 
alcohol was on the top of the list. I'm not even meant to use goddamn hand sanitizer on my hands. I'm not meant to use anything with any alcohol because essentially I'm intolerant to it just as I am with gluten. So why do I think it's okay to not have gluten but to have alcohol? Go figure. And that is an addiction, right? That is me telling myself, don't be so silly. It's okay to have a couple of drinks. Don't be stupid. But if someone said, would you like a couple of pieces of bread? It's not a big deal. I'm very likely to look at them, give them a dirty look and go, are you kidding me? I'm gluten-free, right? Kind of interesting. So I told my my husband, so it was accountability. I said, this is how I'm feeling. And like, oh my God, I, I feel this way. But then I literally go the other way. And this is the point where I always go tip out any alcohol in the house. I'm like, nope, if it's there, I'm going to drink it. So I wasn't even trusting myself. Up until this point, I was not trusting myself to actually fully give it up. Not forever anyway. Definitely not for like an entire year. So then I went and I talked to my sister and I said, I know I've had this conversation with you before. I know that you guys, my sisters have said, okay, you don't need to be so dramatic about it. Like, it's okay. You know, you're not an alcoholic. Look at you. You're fine. Like you barely drink. And I said to her, I know you think these things, but I've really got a problem with this, like saying that I am not, I'm a non-drinker. I really want to give up alcohol and I really like your support because I feel so much and it's not just about the alcohol. It is so, so deep. It's like this core wound. It's like this shadow. And it's like, I have to feel these feelings. And I don't even know what that is. And my sister said to me, I think it's a great idea if you give up alcohol. I felt exactly the same way when I gave up meat. I know exactly how it feels to make a decision that is so important to you. And people don't really give a shit because, you know, it's not their life. And she said, I will support you and I'm so proud of you. And I just felt my heart open just like I did with Luke. And I was like, thank you. I then messaged my one of my best friends and I said, I know this sounds stupid, but I just need you to tell me, right? I just need a little bit of validation here. I want to give up alcohol. Like I really, really just want to, it's like off the table. It's just not something I don't do anymore, right? I just want to be okay with just saying, no. I don't want to have the the feeling of, oh, don't be so stupid. It's just one drink because it's never one drink. Like, you know, and when I do stop at two or three, I want to keep going, but I hate hangovers and my body's intolerant. So I just simply can't. Like, I can't drink like I used to drink. That's a long time ago. I was like that. And I said, I just need you to say, Victoria, it's a good idea to give up. You can do this and you're not being overdramatic. And she said, Victoria, it's a great idea for you to give up alcohol. You know your body can't handle it. And I really think this is a fantastic thing. And this is going to open up so much for so many other people. And I said, thank you. Again, my heart opened up. Now, I'm not telling you this because I want you to think, oh God, she's a bit codependent. Don't be so dramatic, right? I didn't want to make this into a drama, but I knew that I needed support because I knew that this addiction was intergenerational. I know that my granddad smashed out that pattern, right? He smashed it out, but it was still in my, the DNA of my dad and still came down to me. And I grew up, you know, as a teenager drinking with my dad. Um, that's what we did. We, we drank, we hung out and we drank and I would show up with wine. Even when we got older, I moved out of home and us all getting on the piss together 
was how we connected. And then once I started having children, uh, I was like, no way in fucking hell. I don't want to bring up my children connecting over alcohol. Why? I'm not saying that it's wrong for everybody, but for me from a line of alcoholics um, and my granddad was like really high up there in the AA. He helped so many people. And you may have heard me talk about that before. At his funeral, people were coming and they were saying, this man saved so many people and helped so many families um, and they'll forever be grateful for him. And he did this very quietly. So we didn't really know the extent of his impact from giving up alcohol. He always said, you're always an alcoholic, right? You always are. You're just a sober one or, or a not sober one. So I know that this pattern, this addiction, whatever it is, is greater than me. And when I even talk about alcohol now, I just think, oh, it'd be so good to have a wine. I can still smell it and taste it and feel it going down into my body and flooding through my veins, that beautiful, blissful feeling. And then I remember the pain that it inflicts on my body, the pain that it has inflicted on my family. I've got family members that no longer talk because alcohol and the effect on the person, the people, it tore a family apart and it just is not healthy for me, right? So what addictions do you have? What patterns do you have that you want to clear out for 2023 or whatever year we're Hey everybody, it's Victoria here. I hope you're enjoying today's show. I just wanted to jump on in and let you know that the applications for 2023 for Magnificent Mediumship Certification are now open. Please check out the show notes, go have a little gander into the website and see if MM is a fit for you. Enjoy the rest of today's episode. When you're listening to this, I desire a life that is not reliant on anything. Now, a lot of people, and I know my sister, one of my sisters is like this. One is pretty much intolerant to alcohol. She has three sips and she gets a hangover straight away. The other sister is like, yeah, I had a couple of drinks. It's great fun. I dance. I love it. And she literally, it doesn't have any like effect on her. If she has a hangover. It's just a little hangover. whoop de doo Like she gets up and goes for a walk. For me, it's something completely different. It is something so bad. It's It'd be like coming off drugs. It's like, oh my God, why did I do that? The anxiety is just oh, thriving through my body. Like it's just rippling through and it's really, really intense. Um, so it's one of those things, you know, what do you want to create? And do you have any patterns? Do you have any anything, any patterns, any addictions that are holding you back from what you want to do. I had a funny, funny feeling that if I said no to alcohol, not just not drinking, but actually saying, no, I don't do that. And I changed my entire perspective about not drinking. I basically took the choice away and said, well, you don't have any choice because you don't have any choice about the gluten. <laughs> you don't have any choice about these, you know, like, you want to be the best version of you, right? So don't let your addictions, your patterns, uh, or your family's addictions that have come down the line take over. And this is about negative thinking. It could be negative thinking. It doesn't have to be a substance. It could be sugar. <laughs> it could be literally drama, gossiping, 
like I said, it could be, it could literally be just, I don't know, smoking. That's another one as well. Eating is huge because people are eating their feelings rather than sitting and feeling them. Even distracting, right? Distracting and staying busy being busy can be a pattern that is stopping you from actually unfolding to be the more conscious version of you, to really access that, that awareness, that conscious awareness. So when it comes to smashing out any patterns or addictions, having the support I believe is really important. Now, I haven't needed it. I haven't needed to message my friend or my sister or talk to my husband about it because I'm feeling really strong and I'm talking about this to you guys right now as well. But there will be a point in this cycle where I go, hmm, I think I've been a little bit stupid about the whole alcohol thing. I think I may have made that a little bit into a drama. Honestly, having a glass of bubbles at this wedding or having a glass of bubbles to celebrate the success or because I feel like one is not a big deal, is it? You know, and then the person that I'm talking to goes, no, it's not a big deal. Have a drink if you want to have a drink. The next minute I'm drinking again, right? I need support around me for whatever pattern I'm doing, whether it's being busy, being busy, or whether it's drama, or whether it's gossiping, or whether it is binging on television and completely ignoring the world around me, um, that's fine sometimes, but you don't want to be doing it every day, do you? I need people that I love and trust to say, do you remember when you adamantly said you were giving up because it's really not good for your body? Do you remember when you said you were no longer going to be busy being busy? Do you remember this? And then all of a sudden it's like the slap in the face. Oh my God, wake up. For me to get to where I want to go, I must be a clean vessel, a clean mind, a clean spirit, a clean body. Like we need to be clean. We need to be clean ch like channels, right? And that means time alone and stillness rather than really consuming so much of these so much of these <laughs> cycles these patterns and actually smashing out the patterns I help my clients smash out their patterns right so whether it's relationship patterns whether it's scarcity patterns whether it's drama patterns whether it's whatever like there's so many patterns that we have and you can actually see the pattern I recently went through a um, this kind of pattern with one of my clients and I could see in her relationship where the, the cycle of the, the pattern, where she broke up, where she got back together, how it exactly happened. And it was this loop. It was like a freaking, there was a month cycle, a month pattern. And then there was also a bigger pattern for her to smash out. Those patterns was not going to be easy, right? She was functioning from a codependency because she was used to having someone around, but she so desperately wanted to be powerful and individual. And she's very, very successful in her own right. But when it came to relationships, it went so much deeper than her and her experiences. It went right back to her mum and probably her mum before her. So some of these patterns that we're breaking, like the alcohol pattern, which I have seemingly landed for me to break, <laughs> um, 
they go so much deeper. They go through these intergenerational threads and these threads, we may not be able to see them, but they are literally within the molecules within our cells. And we will do anything to keep those patterns energetically strong and we need to dismantle the pattern we need to dismantle the addiction and what happened with my beautiful client was there was chaos and I told her this is breaking up of a pattern and this pattern is going to be hard to break so I don't like to fluff around like sure sometimes they can be easy but the chances are if you've been in the same pattern and you've been looping this pattern for like literally for 10 years and then you also have the intergenerational um, aspect of that as well it's going to be like really hard to break the pattern it's not like just all smelling roses and coming up fresh and like I'm, I broke the pattern sometimes awareness is just enough but usually more often than not there's going to be a little bit of a crumble and this is why having support and what I said to my client was you need to have support so then when the shit hit, does hit the fan or if, the, if there is the crumble and we know there has to be an emotional release, especially in a breakup, you're going to have to have somebody that has your back that you fully, fully trust, that has your best interest at heart, that is going to support you for what you are truly choosing. And that's why having those conversations and having a coach, you know, if you don't have those people, I know I love to be that space for my clients. I love to have coaches to be that space for me if I'm feeling like I'm going through something and I don't want to be um, putting too much pressure onto my friends. It's very important that I have my friends as my friends and um, a dumping every now and then is okay energetically, but we don't want to be dumping continuously because people have got their own stuff. Coaches are literally paid to hold that space and they are qualified to do that. So it could be a relationship, right? It could be the relationships that you have with your friends. Are they energetically congruent with where you want to go? Or are they codependent? Are you needing each other and fueling each other's ego or fueling each other's fear? Fueling each other's negativity, right? We surround ourselves. If you're a big drinker, you surround yourself with big drinkers. If you're a smoker, usually you're friends with smokers. If you're negative, then you're probably hanging out with negative people, right? If you're fun, you're hanging out with fun people. You are who you hang with. Like there's a reason that there's that saying. So to break the patterns is really about putting something else in place to replace the pattern so we know this for instance if you're a smoker so many people listening to this now have probably never touched a cigarette because it's totally going out of fashion but you know in my day we all smoked <laughs> we smoked from 15 to like 30 pretty much or I did anyway and so I smoked for a good 15 years before, and then I fell pregnant and I, I stopped but to replace the cigarettes the amount of times you know I went and I got the patches or I got the gum I mean, I've pretty much did everything, I think, when it came to giving up smoking. Now they have vaping and stuff like that, which I have not done and I will not do because I'm no longer a smoker and do not require it. But we replace it with something, right? But that's not enough. You can't just replace it. You can't just replace your old boyfriend with a new boyfriend. You've got to smash out the patterns. Otherwise, you find yourself in the same predicament, the same addiction, the same drama cycle or pattern 
as you had before. It's just got a different flavor, a different color to it, right? So you've got to replace that, the pattern, with something else, the habit. And you've got to have the mindset, the support around you, and like that accountability for yourself. So if you can map out what the pattern is, the the cycle or, you know, addiction, then you can literally track it like, whoa, okay. So at this time of the month, I start acting a bit like this. I start getting frustrated with my partner or I start wanting to drink or I start, for me, my pattern was like, okay, I get smashed. This was years ago, right? So I've been through this so many times. I'd get smashed. I would regret it. I would suffer. This is like in my early 20s. And I would be in guilt and shame for three weeks, feeling like an absolute dick because I would have said something or done something I regretted. And then I would go, okay, don't be so dramatic. (laughs) It's not that big a deal everybody else is doing. Just stopping a dick. And then I would literally convince myself. I'd say to someone, oh man, I feel really bad. I was such a dick last time I drank. And they would be like, everyone does that. You're just having fun. Just get over it. Okay, thank you. They just gave me the validation that I needed to have another drink. This was like a month cycle that I went through. And it's kind of interesting that that cycle changed and morphed and shifted as I as I grew older and I had children and I got all these distractions. It wasn't just me thinking about my addiction anymore. Um, but it was still there, that feeling, that feeling, that feeling of guilt and shame, that sinking feeling, that feeling of wanting and needing, that that wanting to get that high, you know, that has still always been with me and it has never gone. That is an addict and I'm not choosing to be addicted. So whether we're addicted to attention, relationships, sugar, or being busy, being busy, there are patterns that we all have and to smash them out, we've got to replace them. We've got to map out the pattern. Get someone to help you map it out because the truth is, other people are going to see your patterns, right? And I, I noticed this as well with a bit of a drama pattern I had going on with one of my coaches, she pointed it out to me and then one of my best friends. And I noticed that just before my cycle, just before I got my period, I would be very, very heightened and excited but frustrated and like oh my god I've got to take action like I've got to do something should I get a new coach or should I do this oh my god I'm feeling this way and I'd create drama and a few years ago my coach said to me so there's a bit of a drama pattern going on here and I went what do you mean I didn't even know about drama patterns this was literally like three years ago and she pointed it out and I was like, holy shit, I thought I was really cruisy and totally not dramatic. <laughs> of course, I didn't see it myself. Um, and then with my friend who I talk to most days and just kind of, you know, on messenger, like, what's up? How are you feeling? Da, da, da. I would notice that just before my period, so this is just kind of re-alliterating the pattern that my coach pointed out to me, which I thought I cleaned up. But I noticed that when I was talking to her just before my period, I would start becoming very heightened again, nearly like I was lifting off. I wasn't very grounded in when I was speaking. And she said to me, you always go through this. You always go through this this pattern where you're cool, calm, collected, and then you start lifting off. You start getting (laughs) overstimulated. You start getting overwhelmed. You start getting a little bit lost in yourself. You go to your head 
and you know you just need to go back and ground and after she told me that like three times I was like holy moly I've got this pattern and it's connected to my menstrual cycle so what am I going to do about that I'm going to track it out this is how I'm feeling here. This is how I'm feeling here. About these dates of the month, I start acting like this. So what can I do to support myself? What are the procedures I can add into my life to support that? So now with my cycle and also with moons and stuff like that, I note how I feel and then I prepare for the next time. So before I get my period now, because it is a cycle, right? I will literally go, okay. I'm going into my winter. I tell my husband, I'm going into my winter, babe. So I'm due for my period soon. So I'm not going to be taking on extra work. I'm going to be doing what's in my diary. I'm going to be doing a lot of resting and a lot of spending time alone and a lot of journaling. He goes, thank you for letting me know. And I'm like, you're welcome. And then it's just not so dramatic. I don't have to be so heightened. My body is anxious because it's saying, chill out. You're going into winter. Hibernate. You're about to download. Stop trying to find and fix yourself because there's nothing to fix, okay? So that's just another kind of perspective on patterns and cycles, okay? So how do you feel about this? How does this resonate with you? Maybe the alcohol thing, the concept of that gave you something. Maybe it doesn't resonate. I'm presuming if it doesn't resonate, you're probably still not listening. <laughs> so we have continuous thoughts obviously and if you have a reoccurring thought as well and it's a self-sabotaging thought that there is a pattern okay so that pattern might be connected to say a menstrual cycle if you're a woman it might be connected to a wave like an energetic wave if you're a solar plexus um, authority in human design so noticing your patterns noticing your feelings noticing your mind and what you're actually like the vocabulary you're speaking to yourself and noticing when you're being negative now today I messaged my friend and there was this negative kind of tone that I had and I was like hmm I deleted it straight away so why did I say that it wasn't about her it was it would have been I don't even remember what it was about but it was kind of like well like it was nearly a comparing energy that I had. Like, well, if I did this, then da 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 da. And I was like, whoa, it was nearly this comp competition, right? So I was like, delete. <laughs> and I always go, not relevant. Don't worry. I picked up on a pattern, I cleaned it up. So then my friend didn't have to go, oh, yes. And she would have either fed it or she would have put it to bed and stopped it. More than likely, friends feed each other. So I want to make sure that I'm feeding my friend positivity and not drama or utilize, I don't want to utilize her energy to be cleaning up my mess by me dumping, right? So that's an energetic thing. Am I coming from the purest energy when I'm speaking? Am I positive? Am I feeling aligned and grounded? If not, go do the grounding before I speak. So we've got clues everywhere about patterns and cycles and addictions. They are just absolutely everywhere if you were craving something and you I mean seriously if you're craving ice cream and you have an ice cream every night like what do you do like unless it's actually affecting your health and if it brings you joy then eat the ice cream right we're not here not to have joy but I know that by me saying no alcohol because I'm intolerant to it like people are going to laugh at that they understand intolerant to um 
to gluten and dairy and things like that. But when you say intolerant to alcohol, people are kind of like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever, right? But I legit get sick and inflamed and have a physical reaction when I drink alcohol. It is insane. Maybe from the overconsumption of alcohol, um, obviously my liver does not like it, neither do my kidneys, and I start aching after one drink. I get dermatitis coming out of my like hands, and I get instant headaches. It's like, dude, why are you drinking that? Like you're self-sabotaging yourself just because you want to fit in or feel normal or you don't want to give up your attachments. Interesting. Who am I going to be without my attachments? Who am I going to be without my habits? Who am I going to be if I step up and step out and I become a more clear vessel, a clear channel? Are people going to reject me if I become more aware and more in tune with my own superpowers? What is going to happen? The fear of failure and the fear of success, especially the fear of success, is huge. The tall poppy thing, the judgment that we feel from others is legit. Like it is the biggest thing that holds us back from succeeding. And this is what my client said when she said to me, I'm so afraid of people judging me. I feel really uncomfortable and I feel like my friendships are going to change when I announce I'm a non-drinker. And I said, I know, because <laughs> I feel you. I feel this. This is not just about you and your habit or your pattern. This is about the generations before you where you actually have got that stuff in your DNA or society or your tribe have taught you and conditioned you to be and think a certain way, right? And that's what I noticed about the gluten and the alcohol. Like I'm actually more intolerant to alcohol than gluten, but I won't touch gluten, it's crazy. And I want to step up and step out and choose for me. And if people think, you know what, like, oh, that's a bit dramatic, you know, whatever. Who do you think you are? Then who fucking cares? The people that love you the most, the people that desire your success will always be honest and true to you. And they will always have your highest interest uh, at heart. They're not trying to convince you or persuade you or peer pressure you. They're just like, oh, yeah, no worries, right? It's us that judge ourselves and us that are so worried about rejection. And I think most people have got the wound of rejection because of their upbringing, whatever that means. It may have been a kid at the school ground that, you know, said, no, you can't play. Like some of us, it can just be that. And we're like, oh my God, I was rejected that time. And now I'm so afraid that my friends are going to reject me. Like we get that, you know, um, it could be someone said something about you one day and now you, you swore, you're 10 years old and you swore, oh my God, I'm going to do everything it takes to make sure people like me, right? We have created little kind of oaths and promises and contracts to ourselves and then we grow up and go oh shit you know like 
I would not tell my daughter that. I'd tell my daughter to go forward and shine. But when you're at school and when you're trying to fit in and when you're a child, of course, you want to be able to fit in. So you're creating these promises and these oaths and these little mini contracts to try to fit in. And a lot of that can come from our parents' influence as well because our parents energetically want us to fit in. So we're trying to please them. And it goes on and on and on. This is not a bad thing because we get to a particular age and we get to take off another layer. We get to see with clear eyes, with a clear vision, as the universe opens up this door of expansion and we get to step through that and say, I no longer do that because I no longer energetically resonate with that. I no longer have a relationship that is full of drama because I no longer resonate with that. I no longer have this in my life or this in my life. Instead, I, I owned this and I owned that and I took my power back and now I'm shining brighter than I did before because I took a chance on letting go of those old attachments and dramas and patterns and step forward into more of who I truly be as a soul, not as a conditioned human, okay? So as you can see, my giving up alcohol is much deeper than the substance. It's easy to say no to the substance, but how do you remove that seed of addiction? You get support. You practice every day showing up and being the best version of you. You allow yourself to replace the pattern with something else which, which is more generative for your body and your soul and everybody else around you and you own what you're doing. Your pattern that you're breaking maybe mean nothing to me. I'm here to support you, right? But it might be like, oh yeah, I don't have that problem. Some people drink and they'll be like, yep, I don't have that problem. I don't actually understand what she's talking about, but I've got an actual addiction to chocolate <laughs> or actual addiction to creating drama because secretly I, I just love scrolling on Facebook and getting involved in other people's dramas. It's so juicy and exciting, but is it really serving you, right? So I don't have that problem because I really can't be bothered. <laughs> it doesn't turn me on at all, but drinking does. It's a bit naughty. It makes me feel good at the time. Um, and of course, I've got this, this gene, this alcoholic gene, which um, makes me want it. So it's very interesting breaking these cycles, dramas, patterns. And yeah, I would love to hear from you. I've just repeated the same thing like 10 times, but I would love to hear from you if this resonates with you. Some people might find it like a bit boring, like, yeah, okay, nope. Um, other people might go, oh my God. I've just heard a couple of golden nuggets that made me realize I've got a few addictions. Now, don't feel like, if this does resonate with you, don't feel like, oh my God, I've got to give them up right now. I've got to throw them away. I want you to sit with the energy of it, right? So I've been sitting with the energy of alcohol and I'm like, what was the gift of this? What was the gift of the alcohol? Or what is the gift of the pattern? What is the gift of the, the relationship that's, always going through a shitty pattern right and then there's two two patterns in because you've got your partners and yourself what is the what is the common denominator in the pattern it's usually us right and there's usually a trigger with it 
what is this? And just feel into it. We don't need to throw it away because it will pop up in a different way. So we don't want to bypass it. We want to sit with the feeling. And sometimes it can make us feel a little bit sick to our stomach. Now, Tony Robbins always talks about actually feeling sick to your stomach when you're giving up something. And he was in particular talking about food um, and like overeating and binging and stuff like that. So it's the same concept when you're giving up. It's like, well, I'm going to sit with this and I'm going to really see what this is giving me. If you can be grateful for what it's giving you and then see what it's not. And that's when you start feeling a bit sick, where you actually notice that you've been limiting yourself and your capacity to receive so much more wealth, abundance and opportunities, possibilities, then you'll be able to come into a conscious awareness that there's more for you. And then you can replace it with something that's healthier, that is more dynamic, and probably something that's going to stretch you a little bit where you feel like, oh my goodness, I have to be seen. I can't hide. I can't hide behind my pattern or my addiction. Um, and it's not easy, right? So growth comes with letting go of old attachments, growth, and then new amazing opportunities and possibilities come in. I'd love to hear from you with what resonates from this. I'd love to hear your golden nuggets. So please let me know and come on over to Awaken the Awaken community with Victoria Bond. So that is on Facebook. You can check out the show notes. And also I've got to let you know that the link in the show notes is a LinkedIn, a LinkedIn, a LinkedIn link, and there's free programs in that link. So if you have listened to the end, please go check that out. We've got some incredible free stuff for you. So you can go through the releasing of the old and bringing in the, of the new, your spiritual development. We've got so much juicy stuff happening in 2023. And that is why we must go through the crumble. <laughs> so I'm here to support you. Come and check out Awaken, the community with Victoria Bond. And um, yeah, let me know. Let me know what your biggest takeaway from this is. I would love it if you would share this, if you would download this episode and make sure that you put me on your favorite so you can see when the next episodes come through. I try to aim for weekly. And today I was asking my guides, what do I talk about? And they're like, talk about giving up alcohol. I was a little bit worried that that might be boring because it's a personal experience, but then I'm also very aware of the impact when I've spoken about this to my clients and my audience as well. I would love to know where you're at in your life and what it is that you're desiring to bring more in for this year. Sending you so much love and I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, it's Victoria again. If you are interested in doing the Magnificent Mediumship Certification, please check out the link in the show notes. We are taking people now for the February 2023 intake. Magnificent Mediumship is not just about learning mediumship. It is about expanding your consciousness, creating more impact in the world, and aligning to who you truly be on a real like cellular level. So if that is you, please reach out, go check out that link, and we'll see you soon. Listening to today's episode, I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness, and to turn up your capacity. 
I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it. And also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family, and of course, clients. You can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me and or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast. You can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you. My heart to yours. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you soon.